great play from Tim Ginnivan. Number oh, one, you reckon Hodges on show again. Stevie Mottlock! All right, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Bryce. I'm Brandon. I'm Blake. And I'm Brody. And we are the Port Adelaide pair, all four of us. It's always a good occasion when there's four of us on this little podcasty. Always fun when the lads are all together. Correct. Where did we all watch the game on the weekend? Uh, on the couch, mate. Fantastic. From the MCG, Bryce. There we go. That's what I was leading Whoa. into. <laughs> but Bryce, Bryce you were in Victoria on Sunday. Why were you not at the MCG as well? I'll say mm. it once and I'll say it a thousand times. I was not coming home at 10 o'clock on a Sunday when I have young minds to mould for the rest of the week. It's just not safe. All right, Hang on. different dedication Wait. levels. Correct. Wait, so you so you flew out during the game? Flew to Melbourne on the weekend, came back at about 1 o'clock. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Correct. So you so weren't was... technically in Melbourne for the game? No, no, I was not. Okay. Any uh, any notes So Blake's just Blake? been flicking porky pies around. <laughs> Correct. Well, I would have thought if you were in Melbourne on the same day as a pork game in Melbourne, you would organise a flight... After the big the fella's game. got priorities. Correct. Priorities. As we've and, learned. As and we've watching learned. watching a Port Collingwood game, not high on the priority list. Yeah. <laughs> Only 23 other thousand uh, people at the game. Mm, Surprising yes. from Collingwood fans. But, yeah, not much atmosphere there either in my Sounded like a good contingent of Port fans there actually on the telly. Sounded like there well, was that... a bit of a ruckus. And that makes that 23,000 figure even more embarrassing when you consider there was probably, you know, I would argue 5,000 Port fans there. Mm, good to a lot of Port fans. Yeah, embarrassing football club. All right, let's get stuck <laughs> into let's get stuck into the game against that embarrassing football club. Brody, I haven't heard from you yet on the podcast. Not sure if we have dialed into you, but any thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I do have some thoughts, and uh, I didn't enjoy probably a single second of that game other than the final siren and collecting the four points. It was a very frustrating, probably the most frustrating game that we've uh, watched this season, and I did not enjoy it at all. I think we'll get on to uh, a couple of Brody's main points or players that he wants to have a chat about post uh, the pair low when we just... When we throw out our question marks that we've got, um, just the general vibe of that game sucked. <laughs> yeah, both clubs were basically just kicking it along the boundary line for the entire game. And even though they were playing that safe style, they still had incredibly poor kicking efficiency from from both teams. So it was, yeah, not entertaining whatsoever. It's one of those ones where I've even tried to, like we're only on a Tuesday here, so it happened three days ago, and I'm struggling to remember 80% of the game. It just wasn't it just wasn't fun or engaging at all. <laughs> Correct. That's what, exactly what I thought, boys. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do we think we are a top four side? No. 
not at this point. I, I think there's a certain level of sometimes you just got to escape with the four points in games like that. Um, so we were lucky to get over that side of things. But have we seen these types of games for a while now? I feel like we're a pattern is emerging here, some pretty average football. There's another uh, terrible start from us, which has been a theme. I did read, I was interested, I read something, I think it was from Brett Montgomery, that they tried something different at the start of uh, <laughs> before the game to get the boys revved up. He didn't go into it. He said it was something a bit unusual, a bit out there, and they won't be, uh, they won't be doing it again. <laughs> it's, so, well, it certainly came out very flat. I mean, you can't get Collingwood kicking two goals you know, relatively quickly in the game. And then it just seems like we're just clawing back and having to always constantly claw back. It wears you down quicker. Why not just start on fire? Is it that hard? Here's a stat uh, that I want Blake to find for us at some stage in the coming weeks. How many first quarters have we actually won this season? Yeah, I'll track that down. Thank you, Stats. Those man. ones are always good to give me before the podcast. Can... <laughs> Just thought about it then. Just thought about it then. Uh, oh, noted man. for next week. I'd be good. surprised if it was more than four out of the ten. I'd say it'd be two. See, well, now I've created a conversation, Blake. Exactly. <laughs> we'll need confirmation on this because Brody's throwing some wild accusations out there. <laughs> All right. I, I, uh, should we get onto the pillow? Yeah. Just read my mind. Yep. One yep. vote. One vote. There was a bit of debate and conjecture around this, but mm. we had, so the three of us gave one vote to this man. Bryce gave three votes to another guy, but uh, under my rulings, <laughs> the three one yep. votes get priority. So mm -hmm. the one vote goes to, in his first game for the season, Trent McKenzie. He had 16 touches nine intercepts, not too much else on the stat line, but he just looked incredibly composed out there. I think probably the main thing that he did do was lock up Dugowie. It seemed like he was on him for, you know, a majority of the time there, and that was probably one of Dugowie's worst games for the season, I'd imagine. Uh, it just looked to me like it's just a easier way to put it. It's just a very solid performance. Um, Brody, you got any thoughts, mate? Yeah, well, he freed up Aaliyah for this game. So Aaliyah was able to play that uh, sit off the uh, player role and take those intercept marks, which he wasn't able to do last week when he became accountable for Aaron Norton. Yeah, indeed. And I think that whole full back line, um, Aaliyah unlucky to miss out probably and, and Jonas to snag a vote as well. Um, but yeah, T-Mac getting the one vote here. Two votes went to Travi Boak, 27 touches, eight clearances, and 549 metres gained. What a workhorse. Correct. Correct. I mean, he just does what you need him to do every time. He's someone you can rely on, at least in a game. You know he he is coming out hot to start with. He doesn't need time to get into it. I feel like he's always one you can rely on to at least get the boys up and going. Three votes went to... Probably the cleanest and most skillful player in the ground in Robbie Gray. Uh, 18 touches, three goals, five score involvements and 87% kicking efficiency, which was desperately needed. She's uh, just a classy performer. Clutch. He has become yeah. so clutch over the years and you just pencil these big goals in when he's lining them up. Especially from that little right side pocket. He loves kicking from there now. Drop punts, no worries. It's going in, baby. 
Loved a couple of weeks in a row now too. He's used his body and actually taken the mark instead of trying to duck back and what let the ball fly over the back, which is um, which is good for him. Correct, correct. Who do we give um, any honourable mentions to? Well, Bryce, I think you had the big one, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the one for me that obviously hasn't got up, and I gave him three votes, was Kane Farrell. I mean, by far his best game of the season for us, potentially for the club, uh, for the time he's been at the club for us. I just think from a vibe standpoint, just really got the boys going <laughs> in, that, in that first half. I mean, some beautiful, yeah. beautiful kicks that ended up being goals. I don't know. I, I like most, the fact I mean, that he wasn't forget. Looking. Interesting. I, mean, I was talking there, but you butt in. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Forget oh, disposals. <laughs> forget disposals. Forget handballs. Forget everything else. It's a vibe meterage that Bryce goes hey. with for his votes. <laughs> Why is that the wrong way to do it? It's not. It's great. I love Correct. it. I'm just saying. It's not something usual that we see. Correct. Well, that's, that's my little two cents worth on Farrell. I enjoyed the fact that he wasn't just seeking the goals. He was actually, you know, opening his eyes up a bit more and hitting out players who are on leads or just wide open. He did have the most metres gained on the ground. Yeah. We loved that. We used to love that metres gained stat. They used to be the real barometer for us. And now it's vibes. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Broads, any thoughts, any honourable mentions? Uh, No more honourable mentions, no, but uh, some dishonourable mentions coming. Oh, boy. So to start off my dishonourable mention list, there's four players I want to highlight. Uh, Motlop. That he is far from the player he was in the first few weeks where even though he wasn't getting the touches, he was still having those important moments. Fumbly, I just don't want him near the ball at all. It's it's becoming a little bit ridiculous, to be honest with you. Wow. The other one... The other one that has fallen very hard, especially since last year, is Darcy Byrne-Jones. He's had one good half for the year. Really need a big lift from him. And then the other two that I want to highlight, and I don't know, Blake's been saying they've been building for most, <laughs> for most of the year. I don't know what they're building towards, a Sandville debut or something, but <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Burton... Ryan Burton and Connor Rosie, seriously, like, lift. That is the, just disgraceful football. That turnover that Burton had, that, that, gets you, that gets you in the Sandville side straight off, that kick. That was disgraceful. I, I completely agree with those four players. I think all of them aren't living up to what they need to be. Obviously, Rosie's had a bit of uh, media time. Uh, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but time in the media lately of how he's not performing. So who knows what direction he goes in from that. But just he hasn't had that sort of mercurial side to him this season. No, yeah. And I, I want to make it clear that all those players have it in them. But so far this year, unacceptable. Yeah. I would also add, I think that the half back line, so you already mentioned DBJ and Ryan Burton. I would also add Riley Bonner and Hamish Hartlett to that list for their performance on the weekend, particularly when you've got Lockie Jones playing in, what, his third or fourth game, giving it more of a crack than all of them. And then you've got Miles Bergman sitting on the bench as a substitute. He hasn't done much wrong in my eyes. Um, I think all of those guys put in a pretty pathetic performance given the talent that all of them have. Yeah, no, it's not right. I think one, just quickly, I think we've been slightly... Negative in a good way. Um, 
the one that just was surprising on the weekend was uh, Carl Amon. Just got nowhere near it for the whole day. Don't know what happened yeah, there. I, I think you give Carl Amon a, an excuse to probably his first quiet game for the season. He was quiet, but I think you give him an out for the way he's played all year, yeah. whereas all those other guys, really, they haven't really put a foot right yet this season. So I think Carl Amon gets a pass. Correct. Well, he doesn't get a pass for that game. You mean? Oh, you mean like a pass, like a... Yeah, a pass yeah. on the negative feedback, sure. I would have thought. You. No negative feedback. Well, what's the negative feedback? <laughs> I said he was nowhere near it. That's all. That's negative. Uh, feedback is more, a gift. More negative than positive. You want right. to drop him from the side. <laughs> Feed- Correct. Feedback is a gift. Correct. Now, Well, let's be honest. Yeah. The only reason Bryce noticed Carl Amon is because I had him in my dream team and he practically <laughs> pants me on the weekend, didn't you, Bryce? Yeah, I sure did. It was embarrassing. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to speak about it ever again. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I think let's, from Dream Team. let's move on. I, is there any point of even doing the mark and goal of the week this year? I know we've uh, this season we've well, actually you know what yeah this season we have we had one that's even worth talking about. Well, well to be honest with you, I don't think there's really a mark that we can give. Uh, we struggled to we just threw the name Jonas in, but I don't think any of us can actually remember the mark. So we'll scrap the mark for this week. But was there a goal of the week, lads? Make the buttery. Butters loves it. Butters. Here's Butters. Crispy. Crush. Goal of the week. It was. It was Robbie Gray's little. Uh, well, I believe, we actually we never specified which Gray goal. In my eyes, it was the little pocket uh, snap. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the clutch goal he kicked. No, I think so. That is one here. That is Gray's fourth uh, goal of the week nomination so far this year. Correct. I thought we could throw in a little Wines goal at the end there because that was very important. It was a beautiful, uh, I don't know what it was, handball, receive, or rove, and just slot it through. But we gave it to Gray. And I mean, yeah. if we wanted to talk play of the week, you'd probably go Dixon's smother, which led to Houston's goal. Correct. You would so we so. don't do plays no, of the no, week, no. do we? No, we do not. Uh, shall we? Shall we throw that game to the side, boys? Heck, yes, we, we should. Yeah, yeah, and we move yeah, forward, yeah. and we move on to who? Big game, big game, big time slot. Fremantle <laughs> Sunday Twilight. <laughs> Fans will be up for this one. Uh, oh, we'll be up, all right. <laughs> up to uh, the nosebleeds. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Brody's got us the worst seats you could possibly imagine. With a game where there's probably (laughs) going to be 25,000 there, he's got us at the very back row. All right, so who are we looking out for against Frio? That Chera looks pretty good. Don't know how damaging he is. Mundy, obviously, in fine form this season. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched a single Fremantle game this season. So can't give too much insight here, boys. Yeah. <laughs> have any of us watched a free game? I, I haven't. I've seen a part Neither where I. I don't know. I guess I was playing against Brody, who has Tabner in his team, and I was just watching Tabner play. But no one to really, no one, not one person to worry about. Potentially, the whole team as a collective, you know, can play pretty good football. So, not it's not going to be a hundred percent guaranteed win. But you'd think what are your odds in favourite. Oh, Oh, the way we're playing, I'm predicting like a 12-point win. And so let's go with, I don't know, Toddy Marshall to kick four at least. Jeez. Toddy Marshall. Toddy Marsh. I'll go with the Ds to bounce back from one of his quieter games. And he'll kick four as well. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Broads. 
Uh, I reckon we'll have a 30-point win, and I reckon... Wines will get 25-plus. No, no, I reckon Motlop actually might prove my comments wrong this week, and he'll be a good game. This is a bit of a a Brody Hart special, this game. Once Frio supporter. Correct, yes. Ex-Frio supporter. Or potentially still a Frio supporter. (laughs) Incorrect. We never know. Yeah, anyway. I went to a handful of games. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get on to this quiz. Hey. It's Blake's quiz. All right. This week's theme is a little who am I theme. Okay. Okay, like okay changing it up. So basically I'll start to list a fact or two and then stop, give you guys a chance to answer. If no one can get it, I'll read off more facts, if that makes sense for everybody out there. And there are five of these. Correct. All right. That's some research. Question one, who am I? I was drafted by Port in the rookie draft in 2005 from Sturt Football Club. In 2013, I moved to another club where I would play in a losing grand final that year. Oh. I led the comp in inside 50s in 2014. Oh, At the other club. My last name is the name of Chevy Chase's character on Community. Uh, Pierce, what's his last name? Hawthorne. Pierce, Pierce Hawthorne. That's the character's name. <laughs> Hawthorne is his last oh, name. My last name. Oh, God. The last name Hawthorne? <laughs> his name is Pierce. Oh, Daniel I won Pierce. the Daniel Rising Pierce. Star Award in 2006. Daniel Pierce. I already said I it. I just said it. I said it first. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah, take the point to you. Thank you. Why is, oh, is Brandon taking the points? I said Daniel Pierce first. I no clearly said that first. I, I clearly said that first. I didn't hear Daniel Pierce get said once. No well, points for We're going to listen to that because I said Daniel Pierce first. No points. Right, Question two. Each. I was drafted to West Coast in the 1992 draft but moved to Port in 99 in a trade for Scott Cummings. My son now plays for the club. Jared Schofield. A... Bang. There we go. Who do you say? Jared Schofield. Well, that's 2-0. Oh, of course he'd know that. That's 0 One to Brandon. Question three. I was drafted to Port in the 1998 draft. Yeah. I finished my career with a perfect 10-0 record in Josh showdowns. Carr. Josh Carr. That's, that's two. Jeez. Well, you go Brody, old still players, there? So whatever. Still here. All right. Well, this is a more recent player for you, Bryce. There's a clue. Thank you. Question four, I made my debut for Port in 2019 after being picked up in the mid-season draft. I played a total of nine games before being delisted at the end of 2020. Uh, oh I am now captain Cam of Port Magpies. Hey! Thank you. There you. we go. Question Two, five, which other club have all of these players played for? Richmond. 
Oh, wait. What? Oh, all the players that we... Are you going to say we, it? I thought you were going to say the players. You mean the players that were just answered? Yep. Oh. Frio. Correct. That's a bullshit question. Hey, Thank I, you. Oh, that's, two all. That's a, no, that's, that's three two. I got Daniel Pierce, and no, you know you it, didn't. son. That's is there a tie, bro? Oh, oh, this zero. is ridiculous. That was the worst. Is there a tie break? Question ever. Is there a tie break? All right, tie break question. Which legend played for the Port Magpies and Fremantle and has an epic last name? Mickle John. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, Clive the start of his last name is another word for H2O. Waterhouse. That's bullshit. Correct, Brandon Thank <laughs> you. Oh. Clive have Waterhouse. So. Well, that's 4 2, so. No, I wouldn't have thought so. All right, well, that was a good little <laughs> quiz idea. I mean, it'd be oh, better okay, if good we had idea. Any idea. Execution, yeah. seemingly. Yeah. Uh, cool. Not so great on this one. <laughs> no. Brody, uh, once again, not participating. <laughs> no, I I, so. When you can't understand the questions, it's a little bit difficult, isn't it, Bryce? English is hard. English is yeah. hard. Well, I mean, if they all relate to Fremantle, you'd think an ex-Fremantle supporter would somehow know those answers. But you would have thought correct. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> big podcast. Uh, see you all next week. I would have thought. I'm signing off. That's, yep. that's a hooray from me. Hooray from me. Hooray from me. And a hooroo from me. No, 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 no. One and a half. Pears. Pears. <laughs> Love, you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Stay here.